everyone, and welcome to Minute 47 of Season 4 of Movie Rock Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com when Harry met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Heather Baxendale of Word of Hellmouth. Welcome back to the show, Heather. Hello, and thank you for having me back on. You, you don't think I could, I, you don't think that I could tell the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm a pretty good actress. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll find Not out. Not Meg Ryan. We'll, we'll, we'll find, find out. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. So once again, like yesterday, I just want to have a quick disclaimer here for, for anyone listening. Um, some of the topics of discussion on today's episode, just like yesterday's episode, and just like probably tomorrow's episode, um, are of an adult nature. So I don't know yet where things will actually go with the way that we talk about uh, everything that happens, but the scenes on screen uh, are definitely uh, very adult. So anyone who is slightly offended by these type of things, first of all, um, I guess I can sort of apologize for it, but you know, this is what we're doing here. We're talking about the movie and we're going to, to detail about everything that's going on. It's a deep dive. So I don't know if I really need to apologize, but if you're offended by it, you can just skip this episode, skip tomorrow's episode too, and, you know, come back on Thursday's episode or towards the end of tomorrow's episode, you know, when things will, uh, uh, I guess, uh, come come back to earth, you know, after, after uh, everything has uh, completely finished what we're talking about here. So a slight disclaimer do with it whatever you want <laughs> if you want to if you want to abide by it or not that's fine i mean heather and i are here to talk about these things so you know we're talking it's a very adult discussion and we're going to be acting like adults here so that's fine speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> well come on yeah. you know we, we we have to try we have to try <laughs> We'll stay within the realm of the movie. Of course. So, well, more or less, more or less. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what type less, of, you don't know what type of data I've brought. But okay, well, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm gonna see if I'm, it conflicts with mine and also mine as a, as actually a living, breathing woman. There you go. <laughs> okay. Minute forty-seven begins with Sally trying to prove her thesis, and ends with Sally continuing to be in the throes of passion. Yesterday, Sally was trying to, she, she was telling Harry how she doesn't like the way that he acts when he goes out on these these dates. And Harry responded by basically saying, well, you know, no one's complaining. Everyone's having a great time. And Sally brings up the fact that uh, it's possible that many of these women are pretending to be having a great time. You know, they are possibly faking orgasms. And... Harry just doesn't doesn't want to believe it. He doesn't believe that that's possible. He says that he will be able to tell the difference between them. Yeah. 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 Rob Reiner, which, what do you expect? Which, <laughs> oh well, and and too again, I, I mean, we kind of went into it a little bit where now people are a little bit more educated about the topic. It's a much more discussed thing where mm -hmm. at the time it really wasn't this was Correct. the elusive female orgasm right. that that really you know there was no internet to go look up data and find out this or that or chat rooms it was just people being people and talking about it behind closed doors also Correct. sex wasn't something that was openly discussed as i think easily as it is now which Correct. i Correct. think is and, also and except for in movies like this 
in, in except in Katz's Deli, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know. So so Sally began with uh, yesterday by saying it's just that all men are short, never happened to them, and that most women at one time or another have done it. So you do the math. Which I mean I I don't know if <laughs> what she's basically saying is is that not. You, there's no way that you satisfied all of these women. You know, she's she's not throwing out the fact that it's possible that he has, you know, satisfied some of them. You know, he's not. No, yeah. She's she's not saying that every one of these women is faking it, but you know, it, she's she's implying that that there's no way that everyone is as happy about it things as yeah Harry seems to believe. It's especially and and two, and I think pretty much anyone who's had sex can pretty much attest and it's not that it doesn't ever happen but it's a one night stand too and you don't know each other you don't know what each other likes you don't know all of the other things about each other it can be fun it can be exciting sure there could be happy endings on both sides it could be great on different levels but it's more complicated than that, and it's very yeah, specific from person to person too. So, so even even in even in close act- relationships, it takes a while to get to that point. You know, we're not even yeah, talking sometimes. about one time. You know, sometimes no, it takes and, years. And every single, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, every no. single person is different too, and Correct. circumstances. I mean, there there are so many factors that come into play into these these things. So, so yeah, for, for a man to think that he's enough of Adonis, that he has one night stands constantly. Um, I think I, uh, brought up a Seinfeld episode. Yes. On the last which I was episode. actually just going to talk That's about. Right. That was, that was the episode, the mango. Okay. Which was the, the, 60, the 65th episode of Seinfeld. It aired on September 16th, 1993. So it was the, uh, premiere episode, the pilot, or not the pilot, the premiere episode of season five, where Elaine actually mentions that she always faked having orgasms with Jerry, and her response was, and Jerry didn't believe it, and her response was, as well, no. back then, back then I didn't have them, you know, and you know, the whole episode, Jerry is trying to convince Elaine to sleep with him again so that he can prove that he's able to to do it. And I think they try at the end of the episode, and it's a failure. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it is. Um, there's a, there's another show, too, that does it, and I like the flip on it, too. And it's not specifically that, but it's it's referential to it, um, and it makes sense. It's, it's Buffy, um, and it's the final season, season seven. It's one of the last episodes. It might be the second to last episode, and the character Faith, who is all about one-night stands and and not connecting on an emotional level with guys. But I mean, she probably, I mean, I look at her and I think, yeah, she's probably a good time. She okay. hooks up with principal wood and he's like the next day he's like, yeah, she's all patting herself on the back. Like, yeah, I'm awesome. I, I, I kicked butt. And he's like, yeah, that was all right. And she's <laughs> like, that was rock'em sock'em. What are you talking about? He goes, yeah, that was the first time we ever did it. It was fun, but that's not what I call amazing. So even at that point, and this is, this is uh, I think, the early 2000s. So even at that point, and I like that the switch was the female being the one who was confused and thinking men are so simple, too, because 
you guys aren't. You are more simple than us. But he was like, no, no, no. There's there's more to this. So right. I, I, like, I like adding that dialogue into the conversation, too. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it, it goes both ways. Obviously, it's more so in one direction than the other over time, and particularly at this point. But one night stands, you, you, you're going to be less likely to achieve the happy ending with a woman. If, especially on a first date when you don't know each other at all. Right, that's true. Makes sense. Harry then says, you don't think I can tell the difference? And she goes, no. And he goes, get out of here. <laughs> and he continues to, to, to eat his sandwich. You know, he, he just doesn't believe that that's even possible. And then we see that Sally looks at him in a very strange way. And then we see like a change on her face. It sort of, you can see sort of see the light bulb, you know, go off over her head. As she basically says, all right, I'm going to actually prove it to him. She starts to, to, to make some sounds. She starts moaning. She goes, oh, oh, oh. And I love the fact that his first reaction is he looks at her as he's eating and like takes the sandwich out of his mouth and goes, are you okay? Yeah, like she's getting like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the sounds that she's making are not, are not uh, you know, sounds as if she's complaining about something. No, no, they are not. They are not you at know. all. And her face is not suggesting that either especially <laughs> since he claims that he's an expert on this you know yes. so th that's even you know he, he should be able to to uh, obviously as you stated it's very true every woman is very different they're going to respond differently every man is different they're going to respond differently um but you can get an idea as oh, to what's sure going can. on here yeah yes and and apparently you know harry is somewhat clueless about the fact you know that even though we now know that Sally is starting to fake it, you know, he, he doesn't pick up on it right away. It takes yeah. him a little while to figure out what it is that she's doing. And then, you know, she continues to, to make all these sounds and says, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Oh. And then she goes, ah, oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah, right there. And then she starts, like, making gasping sounds throughout the whole thing. And at and this point, hair too, yeah, she's then... like, She's I mean, tossing her hair. Body a little bit too, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Harry puts down his sandwich and just decides to watch the show. He's figured it out, but he doesn't even try and stop her. He doesn't say, "Okay, you made your point." He's like, "All right, you know what? Go for it. Commit. If this is what yeah. you want to do, you know." And as she's <laughs> and as she's continuing with all of her her sounds and gestures, you know, she once again touches her hair. She touches her face. She like runs her hand uh, from her face down onto her neck, you know, and then we start seeing that people are, are beginning to stare at her. You know, she's, she's making a little bit more noise than, than one would think. Uh, people are turning around. And as that's happening, we see that Harry is starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yes. He looks around a few times like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm, I, yep. he, and he can't even say like, I'm not with her. You know, that's no. it's like, and then she continues with another, oh, ah, uh, oh, oh, God, oh, yes. And her voice just gets louder and louder. She starts screaming, yes, 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 yes. And as she's doing this, basically, that, that's where the minute ends from the perspective of the sounds. Obviously, my rendition is nowhere near as good as what Sally oh, was doing. Oh, so close, so. I, like, I thought for a minute thank you were you. Meg Ryan. Thank you. Well thank you so much for that, Heather. Uh <laughs> But you see, I'm aware of the fact that it's not, so the, I'm good with that also. <laughs> you know, and she she's making a lot of noise, you know, in public, which is yes. 
you know, oh, yes. obviously this is something that can only, very good. This is something that can <laughs> only happen in a movie. There, it wouldn't, I don't think it would really happen in real life. That someone okay. would, would feel. I have to disagree with you on that point. Because that's something. Once again, you faked orgasms in public? I would do it. To oh, okay. Point. Okay. Yes. In that capacity, okay. absolutely, I would. I perhaps not at this age and where I'm at in my life at this point, but when I was in my early 20s, yeah, I would have had no shame in doing exactly that. No problem whatsoever. Okay. I would have been fine with making everybody else uncomfortable. Granted, I cannot say that most women would feel comfortable doing such a thing. Right. Okay. That's fair. And I could also see if there was a male counterpart there that I was trying to make the point to getting up and leaving in the middle of it also. Right. That That's a possibility, too. Very so true. highly improbable situation, but yes, when you're no longer in your mid twenties, you know you're you're in your late twenties, so it's not going to happen. So you know that's fine. Yeah, I have no, I have yes. nothing to prove. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's very true. And th- there's there's like a guy sitting behind Sally with a like a Yankees cap that turns around and starts looking at her, you know, and, and she uh, she really starts screaming the yeses. She then tosses her hair her head back as she's doing it also. Um, then we get a shot of Harry who just basically looks really amused by what's going on here. You know, he's, he's semi amused. He's, he's embarrassed, but semi amused at the same time. Yeah. But she just continues to give her performance. Not, Oh, she's committed. not having a care in the world. Nope. She's, she's committed. And again, it feels, I think part of it that makes it so great is that it is so out of character from what we've established from Sally before. Mm -hmm. We were talking about, she's definitely more on the vanilla side. She's a bit rigid. Her sexual fantasies are, well, they're not very interesting. (laughs) Not not for us, but if, if, if they, if they do for Sally, what she wants them to do, then then who are we, who are we to knock it? I I have no judgment of it, uh, but it is fairly, fairly vanilla and fairly, fairly rigid. And we know these things about her. So for her to be, again, I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting that this is something I would have done in my, my early 20s or so because I wouldn't have had a care in the world about it. But I was also much more open about that kind of thing than someone like Sally. So we've kind of, you know, gone over the fact that Sally is a little bit rigid. She's a bit vanilla in, in her sexual landscape for the most part. So, and, and that's fine. It works for her. That's great. That's no problem whatsoever. There's no judgment attached to that. But that's what makes this behavior and this display such a stretch. It's what kind of, even if it was someone who was a bit more open and you might predict doing it, and it might make everybody uncomfortable too. But this is what makes it hilarious. And she does it so well. Right. I always wonder what Dennis Quaid must have thought of this. Yeah. Well, he would have known she was faking or not, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Well, the question is, is whether the question is whether this is, you know, how she would actually really fake it or, or not. Yeah. 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 And because I've, I've heard that, that this was partially her addition to the script to, to do this. Really? You know, I, I, I think I recall that on the, the commentary, Rob Reiner mentions that, you know, the idea came, she's the one who brought up the idea and then they went, they, they, they followed through on it and said, okay, let's do this. I like it. But, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that for a fact it works. If that's the, the truth, it's, it's nice to hear, you know, that, that, uh, you know, we know that Billy Crystal had a lot to add to this movie. 
you know, from a comedy perspective and stuff like that. And we all know that, that both Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron are the basis for Harry and Sally. So it's nice to see that she also contributed to things that are going on here. Yeah, especially too, because this is her breakout role. Yes. So for her to. Yeah, this, this yeah. is really what put it, it put her on the map. Yeah, absolutely. And without this scene, I mean, the movie still sings lovely and perfectly, yeah. but I mean, this scene right. is the most iconic scene from it and one of the most iconic scenes in cinema because of it. So. Correct. That's very true. So I, I actually just did a quick search and Nora Ephron actually credited Meg Ryan, not only with the idea of faking an orgasm in, in, the, in the restaurant scene, but also with the idea of setting it in a restaurant in the first place. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely fantastic. I, and that, that's one of the things I do love about it, too. Is there couldn't possibly be anything more sexual than what Meg Ryan is doing in this scene. And she Correct. looks hot while she's doing it, too. So yes, to, she does. She does a very nice job. Yes, she does. She's very successful at what she's working at here. So to not take it to too uncomfortable level and not over, I mean, how do you over sexualize an orgasm? But exactly. <laughs> but, but to keep it in the, in the bubble of the comedy and the theme of the movie at the same time without taking away from that and making it feel out of place and awkward is doing it in the restaurant with all the people eating there and watching right. and that adds to the level of comedy and then obviously to the, the follow-up line at the end but Correct. I mean, and nobody even tries to stop them no one you know? no one's like are you okay is everything everyone's like okay do um, think, i don't have a problem think watching what this happen if, if that scenario went down in real life if meg ryan was sitting there with billy crystal we don't know who they are they're not famous they're just meg ryan and billy billy crystal sitting there and she starts having an orgasm what do you think is going to happen? Do you think anybody's going to say anything? I, I think someone's going to come over and say, are you okay? What's going on? I don't. I think people are going to bring know. out their phones and record it and put it on their social media. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, I'm, I'm talking about initially, the for the initial reaction for people is, is that something is going on. And then once they figure out what is really going on, then they'll be like, okay, no, now we're going to take out our phones and start doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, I think that that's what it comes down to. I, I think people will the, the the first reaction of some people will be, oh wait a second, this is a, you know, something something is happening to this woman. I need to help her. You know, she's choking. She's I don't know what. You know, I don't know. Curiosity at the very least. Yes, that is true. So let, let's get into a little bit of, of stats about female orgasms. All right. Real and fake. All right. I found a, a really interesting 13-page article all about this. So, you know, we're only going to talk today about female orgasms because that's what is going on here. Yes. You know, there's, there's no need to even bring up male orgasms nope. around it. Nope, not, that's okay. not what this is about. That is correct. So, all right. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to figure out where to even start here. I would you know, say, there's, okay, I would there's start so much with, information with, here. with taking a guess at what percentage of women have faked. Not, okay. not every time or anything like that, but how many women in their lives have faked. I would say at least... At least eighty percent of women. Wow. Yeah. Okay. At least you, one. You hit it. And I'm not saying all the time, regularly, but I'm saying just as a grandois, at least once in their life, I would say the majority of women have. Okay, Heather, you hit the nail on the button. What? Okay. <sighs> yes. Okay. According to this article, eighty percent of women have faked orgasms during intercourse. Okay. okay. They, yeah. they get into details about. You know that that when, if you're not talking about intercourse and you're talking about foreplay and other things, you know it, it, the, the statistics are different. 
Yeah. But they're talking about specifically intercourse, 80%. So you hit that right on the button. Wow. Okay. And very and good. That is just based on me guessing from women friends. And I'll be honest too, until. So you're I, saying one out of one out of, of, of five of your friends has never faked it. That's what you're saying. I would say maybe even less than that, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be half, half a woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be generous here. I don't know, I, I don't know how you can get to half only, a woman. Only in the last <laughs> decade have I become so aware that, that women weren't actually having orgasms and, and then coupling that with the pressure to pretend like they were or, or, yeah. I, and this is, this was something that was new information to me too. Right. Okay. Which I found very interesting and I still am baffled by it. Okay. So again, let's, let's get into a little more statistics here. What percentage I'll, I'll, I'll quiz you on it. I need them. Okay. What percentage of women can only experience orgasms from clitoral stimulation? What percentage can? Yes. Um, I would say, oh gosh, I have to think about performance also. Um, I would say 90%. 70%. Okay. Again, according to this article, this is not on, based on personal research, yep. stuff like that. Don't worry about that. And what percentage of women have either never had an orgasm or weren't sure if they've ever had one? Oh, I would say at least 15, 20%. You were really very, very close. 13, 14%. That's what it says. So you're, you're right on the cusp. That shocks me to still find out, but there are women my age who have never had an orgasm via intercourse. That's maddening. Right. I don't know. Okay. But that just probably has a lot to do with the men that they're with. Or, or uh, whatever, or communication issues and things like that. There are varying things involved here. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things. So it's kind of hard to, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's get into some of the more, more of the stats here. Stats here. Actually, this is even more interesting. So we we established that it's 70% of women that can only experience, that that can exclusively uh, reach orgasm via clitoral stimulation. What percentage have the ability to experience vaginal uh, orgasms without clitoral stimulation. Oh, okay, that's gotta be lower. 55. How is that possible if 70% exclusively, so you only have 30% to choose from? Oh, 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 (laughs) okay, 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 I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking of it backwards. Um, All right, then 20. 26%. All right, which which I guess that means that, that there, there's only 4% that, that, that are in between those. So I don't know. Some of this, I'm just, I'm not even going to quiz you on because it's very strange to, to try to quiz you on some of these things. So 25% of the women in this survey say that when they masturbate, it takes them between two and three minutes to achieve any type of orgasm. Oh yeah. I absolutely 100% believe that. But I think that's pretty much can go for either side too. You know what you like, you know how to get there. And if you know that right. the, the faceless man who rips off your dress gets you your happy ending, then you're you're going to get there quicker. And that's sometimes, true. That's sometimes true. you've got things to do. What percentage of these women, the 25% of the women, takes them less than a minute to achieve a second orgasm right afterwards? Oh, 10. 45.7%. Yes. What do you mean? You said 10. Well, I Why know, are you I so happy? Guessing. I'm happy that it's <laughs> ah. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. I thought you were happy that you got the number. And I'm like, no, that's not no, the same number. No, no, I'm happy that I was wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing based on my experience being a woman and talking to women, but 
Yes, that's good. That's good to hear. Okay. What percentage of women nearly always have an orgasm when having intercourse? Nearly always? Mm-hmm. 22%. 46. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Okay. Surprising. And how many port to always have an orgasm? Now that would be lower. Um, I would go with 25. Six. Six what? percent. What? Yes. Okay. 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 According according to this study, again, I know. only 6% I know. of women have always had I'm an orgasm. I'm not basing it on my personal experience either. I'm basing it on my knowledge of... of Your conversation with friends. I yeah. yeah. So it's free. That's okay. Fair. So according to this study, what percentage of women reported to have had an orgasm during the most recent sexual encounter that they had? The most recent? Oh. Yes. Well, that's very, very random. Um, I don't know. It's 30, random. But, yeah. But 30%. 30%. 64%. Okay. That's and here in this one, they actually have stats on the men. And how many men do you think reported having an orgasm in their, their most recent sexual encounter? 100. <laughs> 85%. <laughs> I knew it wasn't 100, but I had to say. So I, I, I feel bad for those 15%. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, those 15% needs to know that it is it is more common than it isn't. Correct. They need help. And, and this is, based on what you said earlier, this is something that won't surprise you, that women in a relationship, it, it usually, on average, takes them longer to have an orgasm than women who are masturbating and doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, women who are in a relationship, the average is 13.19 minutes. And for a woman, do, a woman doing it on her own is 7.16. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is basically half, half the amount of time. That checks out. They say that that women experience more frequent orgasms with more attractive partners. I don't really know how that, you know, and that, that's subjective. That's totally subjective. So I don't really subjective. know how that fits in there. It, entirely subjective. It, it's an initial, no, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, Another thing that they mentioned here is that most women have the capacity to have multiple orgasms, but what percentage actually do? It has to be low. I don't want it to be low for other women, but I feel like it's low. I'm going to go with 24. 15. 15%. Oh, that's not fair. Women often find that their second or third orgasms are less intense, but it doesn't mean that it's any less pleasurable. That's fair. What percentage of women have an average of three orgasms every time? (laughs) You're just making me sad because I feel like all these numbers are low. Um, (laughs) um, I'm probably going to go with 15%. No, it's much higher than this. 33.4%. Okay, Okay, good. I'm happy that I'm wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) What percentage of women do you think can have 10? Uh, This can't be every time. I I don't know. It says this percentage of women indicate that their highest number of orgasms is 10. I'm just going to stick with 10. I'll say 10%. 12%. So, okay. Right. You're, right. you're, you're close to that. Yeah. So now we'll get into different types of stats about why women actually fake orgasms. This is something I've learned over the years. So I'm curious. <laughs> okay. So the main reason that, according to this article, is that the, to manage the difference between expectations and reality. Okay. Which basically means that they are hoping to get it, but it, it just happen. isn't working. Yeah. It isn't going to happen. So, you know, it's the difference between expecting it and realizing that, you know, how long am I going to have to to lie here and wait for it? I can understand. You you can tap out now, buddy. It's the polite way of of saying you can tap out. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Yeah. That that I would say is something I've heard a lot of women say. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. According to this, this article, 55.4% of women have reported that they wanted to communicate with a partner regarding sex, but decided not to. And that's why in the end they decided to fake it. Oh, that's because sad. They, you know. That's, you should be able to, yeah. you should be okay. able to be Sally and say what you want. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, 42.4% said that they didn't want to hurt their partner's okay, feelings. That one was going to be at the top of my list. Okay, 40.2% said that they just didn't really want to explain why. (laughs) They didn't want to explain why they do it. Okay, what's the point of doing the survey? (laughs) I I have no idea. And 37.7% said that they were feeling embarrassed. Okay, fake orgasm because you were embarrassed? Because they wanted to end it already. They were just embarrassed there. Okay, I don't know. Some of those sound a little weird to me. I've heard... I've heard all the okay. things. I've heard um, enough already. I've heard uh, women who told me that they just wanted to go to bed and they were tired of doing it at bedtime. Why then? Or or this other time where they had somewhere to go. They have obligations and things. I've heard women say that. So their partner would just... Okay, well, well I'm going to stop you one second because oh, there's okay. one last okay. reason I want to give here. Okay. And they said that many women who fake orgasms do it in order to get their partner to, to, to finish quicker because they were experiencing boredom, fatigue, discomfort, or time limitations. Yeah. Yeah. So that fits exactly what you were saying. Yeah. They had to yeah. be somewhere. So, okay, I got to be yeah. somewhere. So let's just make him think. That, My, if I was going know. to give you a list, I would have I would have said that one. And I would have said uh, the embarrassed thing or just to make, make him feel, feel better. better. Yeah, you know, that type of boost, which which is not healthy for women. I mean, if, if it's not happening, it's OK. It doesn't have to happen every time. I, I understand that with right. situations now. So in the, how are you going to you know get to know each other and get better at doing it, too? If you, if, Without exactly, communication. Exactly. You know, that's the thing. If you it's the idea, if you lie about something and you continue to lie about it, then you know, how is someone going to know that that's, you know, isn't there, isn't there like a famous story that, that, that someone lied and said that they liked something uh, like yeah. food or something like that. And and so someone was always buying them that food. And, you know, after like 50 years, they, they said, you know, by the way, I didn't like, I don't like that, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings by telling, it's, I, I don't remember it's where that story comes from. Or, or maybe it's a book. I know what you're, I feel like I know what you're talking about. But it's exactly that where you're doomed to to do the yeah. thing that you don't like exactly and and person. it's the same it's the yeah. same situation you know again if you're talking about a one night stand like with with where we're talking about with Harry so I can sort of understand why someone would be would do that yeah. you know maybe maybe the woman has to go clean her hand <laughs> you know it could be also so <laughs> yes yes that okay and that's the thing too a lot of these scenarios are very circumstantial they're, they're very much Correct. so depending on the people, very much so depending on the relationship status, if there is a relationship, um, depending on the inhibitions of the people involved. I mean, there's just so that's the thing about sex is and and we still have like such a Puritan society as far. And it's so weird to me surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And 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 part of the biggest problem with it is, is that we're not comfortable talking about it and we can't. And and, and I think that's what. It, the fe- faking the female orgasm comes into a degree too. But I mean, if you want your guy to get good at what he's doing, then you're going to have to tell him, I'm sorry, sweetie, this doesn't work for me. Or if you're, it's your right. biology where you're like, you know what? That's, that's just not the way that I'm going to 
I'm going to go. We're going to have to do it differently. That's okay, too. But I know that women right. are embarrassed by that, right. which I didn't realize before. But I've, I've never been a woman who's had an issue mm-hmm. with that. So yeah. a lot of this was very surprising for me over the years. And it has become more, especially getting older now. I'm like, okay, okay. Right. I've, I made I made my own my own judgments based on women based on this kind of thing. So, so yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that's very, very right. strange. But at the same time, it makes total sense why men would be completely baffled by the fact that a woman would fake, especially in the 80s. Right. Exactly. So, one of the other things that they talk about in this article is, like, how women have, you know, decided that there are more will- women who are either willing to admit that they fake it or, or that actually fake it, you know, as time has gone by. Okay. So, that they, they did a survey where they... they they checked the differences in the answers from from different women, obviously, between from 1976 to 86 to 97, 2000, 2001, and 2014. Okay, in each of these years, the number got higher with the number with the percentage of women oh, who okay. admitted okay, that's good. to that's very good faking orgasms. They're good that they're yeah. admitting it. It's not. It's good that, good that, that there are more women it. who are faking it. <laughs> oh, okay. I I am not an advocate of faking at all. So. I, okay, well, we both discussed. We both we both just said the reasons why one shouldn't be faking it because you're never going to get there if you're always faking it, and it's bad the guy you're parties. with thinks that but there's he's lot, doing everything but it, right. But we, like I said too, we live in a society with exactly. a lot of shame attached to it. Long term, yes. Long term, it's yes. bad. Right. Exactly. Long term, it's bad, bad exactly. for both parties. Short term, it's only good for the man. You know, that's what it comes down to. Because the woman, the woman who's faking it, you know, wants to make the man feel feel good, so he's going to feel good because he thinks. That, you know, he did his job. Or she really doesn't like him and isn't into it. And she wants to get the hell out of his apartment before he starts cleaning things. <laughs> you see, that's one of the things that they, they don't they don't mention yeah. in the survey. Are we talking about people that are in committed relationships or people that are not? You know, they're, they're, there's a big difference there. You know, someone who's. And I would like to see the stats divided based on exactly. that too, Because it would be, I feel like, very, very different. Correct. Because I'm, I'm assuming most of the women that Harry is sleeping with, there's more of a percentage that will be faking it if they just want him to, you know, get out of there. And that's it. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's, there's little consequence. There's little long-term consequences for them at that point. And I totally get it. You know, it's like, okay, I'm never going to see this guy again. You know, oh, I, you did a great job. Thank you. Bye. Never call me. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Most scenarios, I don't advocate for it. But if there's going to be one that I'm going to go, okay, I kind of get it. It's that scenario. Correct. Which is probably why Sally is so adamant about the fact that that at least some of these women have been faking it for, for yeah. Harry. You know, who knows? I'm sure, Maybe he's really that good. I'm sure he who has knows? a skill set. I'm sure that he does to some point. And he's very charming and he's very likable. And... And and sure, why not? And, and, and he, but the woman in the Ethiopian restaurant last week didn't find him likable because you know she wasn't laughing at his jokes, but she's still willing to sleep with which him. Which that's so weird. And that's another yes. thing too. I think that has a little bit um, more to do with expectations and that social dynamic too. I think probably then too, women felt more like they had to do that more than now. I don't think women had the same kind of uh, sexual freedom that they feel like they have now. Also, but I still, right. I, okay. I still know women that would probably go sleep with a guy on a first date for their own self-esteem reasons and other other issues as well, even though they don't like them. I've seen that happen a million times too. So it's it's just weird. That's really weird. It's sad. Also it's that, sad. yeah. Yeah. So in 
2014, 75% of, oh wait, you want me to start from the, the lower number and work my way up or, or work my way back? Yeah, How do you, which, which do you think is better? Go lower, go lower. Okay, so we'll, we'll go from the highest to lowest, you're saying? Okay, so in 2014, 75% of the women surveyed had faked an orgasm at least once in their life, and 45% of those women reported that they faked orgasm regularly. Okay, that, that's a really high number, and it, that's really sad. Um, in 2001, 65% of the participants faked it at least once during sex, and 20% faked orgasms during 20% of their encounters. Okay, most of them pretended, their pretending was, was done in a physical way, you know, they would move around, they would contract the muscles, they would bite things, they would tense up or things like that. And then many of them would do it verbally, similar to Sally here. Well, actually, Sally yeah, does a little does both. both. Yeah, she does a little both. A little both. It verbally could also just be that they just told their partner, yes, I had one. Yeah. Which <laughs> which, which also says something about the guy if he, didn't, if he doesn't notice. Yeah. 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 So in 2000, there were, there were 2,311 women who answered the questions. And in this point, there were 70% that indicated that they, they faked an orgasm. So therefore, in 2000, the number was actually higher than it was a year later in 2001. And 75% of these women said that they had faked it less than 50 times. One is also less than 50 times. So, you know, I think 50 is just a very high number to, to, to try and do that. I agree. I agree. Right. And, and they very... said that... They said that some of the, the, the answers, you know, made it a little strange because there were people who wrote that their answer was countless or a bazillion. <laughs> so I don't know. I appreciate that. Though. Yeah. In 1997, <laughs> the, the number was 56% of the women reported faking an orgasm. 86, 58% had pretended. <laughs> they said that most of these women actually preferred to do it on their own than with a man. More than with, with someone else. And they had also had started, they were sexually active at a younger age. And most of them, you know, again, this is the 80s. So most of them had yeah. uh, a very large number of, of partners. All right. So 58% of those women decided that they were just going to fake it. But again, I think most of the women that Harry went out with would probably fit into that category, you know, in, into that study at this point. And in 1976, 57% of women faked orgasm. So, I mean, the number, you know, the number does move between 50, 56 and 75, but that's still, yeah. that's still, we're talking more than half the population of women yes. are claiming to have at least faked it once. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre to me. And, and that's the thing too. And I, and I don't want, I don't want to pass judgment on the women that do, but stop it. <laughs> Just <laughs> Oh, it's not helping men. It's not helping women. I mean, if you, I, I, I guess, I guess you can pull out a one every once in a while. If you, if you really just want to go swimming or go get your massage or something to people that are in relationships, but mostly people that are in relationships, don't do that. Exactly. Stop it. Don't do that. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> Enough. It's, it says here that 25% of the women who faked orgasm said that they were grateful that they could but only 7% actually said that they felt annoyed that they had to. Meaning meaning that a lot of them, you know, just, it didn't bother them that they had to do it. Yeah, yeah, that it was, it was no big deal. Well, I assume it's not. It's a way, I mean, it's a, it's a way to get out of things. But I mean, I feel bad that those women look at sex as a job because that's kind of it. It's, right. This is a duty you have to do. You're not enjoying yourself if, 
if you're you don't care about the fact that you had to fake it. That's correct. I mean, like I said, there are certain circumstances that are admissible, but for the most part, it's just not particularly in relationships. Correct. Particularly in relationships. That's right. So they said 30, 31% of the women, after they told their partners, their partners actually tried harder after they were they found out? Yeah, no kidding. So that makes sense. And they said 28% of the partners were got annoyed about the fact that that's what they were told or got embarrassed. So I, I guess Seinfeld fits into there. Yeah, well, and it is. It's it's a it's a fifty fifty two. If you if you're going to shatter the man's glass ceiling, it really depends on the man. Right. But if you if you tell a man this, and I mean, if he reacts shamed or embarrassed, okay, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Let them let them have their 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 moment. That's understandable. But if you can't have that conversation, <laughs> you probably shouldn't be having sex. Yes, I would think so. You you, you shouldn't if because. In a relationship, that's intimacy. So that should be a discussion you should have. If it's with someone you're just starting to date and getting to know too, that's also something you need to consider and think about. Why can't we have this conversation? Why do I not feel comfortable enough to bring this up? Why do I feel more comfortable pretending to have an orgasm yep. than just going, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done now. I'm done now. That was great. I didn't, I didn't have all of the happies, but it was still good. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. So this article also has a, a list of, of clues that you can try and figure out if a woman is faking it. They're, they're potential oh, clues. Very... It's not complete. You know, it's okay. not for sure. Basically women who frequently make conscious vocalizations to influence their partner rather than as a direct expression of arousal. That could be a hint. Again, these, these that's, nothing's a hundred percent directional though. That's a little, that's a little different. Giving direction is very different than faking exaggerating uh moan to go hey just so you know that was really great that's right. that's communication correct without having to say it and ruin the mood right okay so all right all right right so what they say here is that uh, women are frequently quiet when they're actually receiving pleasure really that's what they claim they said that, that most women when they make erotic noises it's when things are feeling uncomfortable or when they're starting to get bored i'm just okay. telling you what it says here i, I know Yay, I'm not shooting the messenger. I just, I'm just dumbfounded. (laughs) (laughs) That's not not my experience at all. They they say that usually after, after a woman has a real orgasm, so they are less aware of their surroundings for a few seconds, you know, to. Yeah, 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 that's true. So if that doesn't happen, that could also be a reason to believe that. Again, too, I think that's probably person specific. I also usually want to go eat raw meat and have chocolate. Okay. I mean, every, which might be very strange and nobody else on the planet does. Right. So that doesn't mean that it's something that all women are going to do or is an indicator of one thing or another. Right. I, I don't know. Right. And it also says, it also says that, that, you know, obviously there, there are pelvic muscle contractions afterwards. So if you don't notice them, that could also be a reason. That it's not happening. But I, I think that, that a woman could try and fake something like that, too, if you really, she really, really needed to. Yeah, yeah, all of those things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, it really, I think what it really boils down to is how well do you know that person? Correct. Yeah. And, and you're, and, and that, that is, that is pretty much it. I've also heard, too, that women, men, men often go to sleep right after, which they do. Women, on the other hand, are often energized and want to go do 8 million things. Well, and, that's, heard, and that's why they have multiple orgasms, because they yeah, want to go I've to heard, the next one. 
Yeah. They're like, we, okay, now I have all this energy, which I'm like, I don't have that experience. I'm ready to go to bed. Thank you very much. But I've heard that that, I've heard a lot of women say that too. Oh yeah. Afterwards, I I wanted to go clean the whole house and paint and do this and do that. And I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to do anything but eat my chocolate and go to sleep now. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's all, it's all, it's all individual. Everyone, everyone, you know, reacts differently. I'm not saying the stats are wrong either. I'm just, I'm just surprised. That's all. Okay. Again, the stats, stats mean nothing. We're just, we're just, you know, talking about it uh, and, and laughing about the stats because it's even when someone is doing a scientific evaluation, it doesn't mean anything because you have this group of people that they're checking, you know, do they have 2000 people? Are they checking 10,000 people? Are they checking a million people? You know, that that also is part of, you know, they're, they're using a sample size and they're assuming that the sample size works, but that's exactly. the whole idea of statistics. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and we'll never know if it's true or not. Yep. There's never any way to, to, to realize that. So I, I, I think we discussed the stats enough. I agree. <laughs> it was fun. I didn't say it wasn't fun. It was very fun. It was very um, fun. Yes. <laughs> so is, Educational. Yes. So is there anything else you want to talk about uh, before we get into the script? Nope, I am groovy. The, the script has just a few little discrepancies here. Not very many. So Harry says, you don't think I can tell the difference? And Sally goes, no. And Harry goes, please, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, Instead of, in the, in the movie, he just says, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, which, which works a little better. But it's just fun to okay. hear what he should have said, you know, according to the script. And then it says, Sally just stares at Harry. A seductive look comes on her face. Slowly, she laughs into the beginning of what builds to be a wild orgasm. And then it says, she goes, oh, oh, oh. And then Harry says, are you all right? And she goes, oh, God, oh, God, oh, yes, oh, God, great. Yes, I'm coming. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She doesn't uh, say know. that. Nope. She does definitely doesn't. But that's, uh, you know, the way that they decided to write it in the script and then let Meg Ryan decide where she wants to go from there. I like how she went. Yes, I think so. I think she did a good job of it. No question she about did a that. Wonderful job. Yes. So every Tuesday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Courting Dating Edition, where my guests will give uh, some sort of story, adventure, misadventure, anecdote, something that happened to them over the course of their lives that is somewhat related to dating or courting. So Heather, you got a story for us? Yeah, it was a first date story, and it's an embarrassing one. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> Come on, Heather, after the conversation we just had for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> okay, that's not embarrassing to me. I'm totally comfortable. There you go. No, so I'm saying it's fine. Now, we're going to talk about food, and that makes me uncomfortable. So, ah, okay. <laughs> so, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years old. I've never been on a real date. I mean, I've gone to the movies and stuff, but I haven't been on, like, an official date with a guy. And... I like this guy for a while. He asks me to go out to dinner. He wants to take me to dinner. And I think we went to a movie afterwards. But I don't want to go eat. I don't like eating in front of people. It bothers me. Um, I don't I don't like being around other people when they eat. I've just always been that way. It's weird. I know. I'll cover my mouth when I eat. I'm afraid somebody's going to, to see me chew. It's, it's strange. I get it. I, I understand it. So it's my own weird little thing I have to deal with. So I don't, I really like him. So I don't want to go out to dinner with him and eat in front of him at all. In my mind, I'm like, I am just going to have a side salad or I'm just going to get like something really small and then I'm just going to pick at it and then I'm not going to eat. And I've had all this anxiety in my head over the food. So I 
pick a side tail. He's eating a slab of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I have my little my little side tail and conversations going pretty well. We like the same music. He's totally hot and I'm kind of giddy and I'm sitting there not being as restrained as I usually am while I'm eating, which I'm very careful about. I'm not as much now that I'm older. This was, this is much higher anxiety stuff when I was younger. Um, <laughs> this is something I've worked on a lot and trying to let go of. So I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't hiding my mouth. So I stick my fork in a cherry tomato and I put it in my mouth and I don't know what happens, but I bite into it and the cherry tomato squirts and oh, wow. it hits them right in the face. <laughs> And, and the rest of the date went well. He thought it was hilarious. I was mortified and I was shamed for the and, rest of the night. But we ended up dating for like six months before I realized okay. it was not. All right. well, you, you, get, you get points for, <laughs> for yeah. continuing to date him after that happening and not being so embarrassed that you wouldn't go out with him again. He didn't act like a jerk about it either. He was really sweet. He was not necessarily the sweetest guy, but in that scenario, he was very sweet. So I would okay. give him that's that. Okay, that's fair. That's a great story. You know, and, and thank you for telling me <laughs> to us, even though you feel embarrassed about it. And you shouldn't feel embarrassed about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great. So, Heather, you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yes, you can find me under HB Walsh, my pen name, on Facebook or Instagram. You can find my book, The Prophecy Part One Lost, on Amazon. And you can check out my podcast, Word of Hellmouth. It's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch show on any of your Spotify's, Google's, whatever right. you want to listen Great. to. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for a mover a minute. You can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. You can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. So, Heather, you, after this long conversation today, you feel like uh, coming back again tomorrow so we can I see where things do. are going or coming, whichever yes. we want to look at it, you know, ending, ending finishing. There happy. That's true. Including. <laughs> many different euphemisms can be used, many different <laughs> terms. We'll just take out a thesaurus and try and think of what we can say about what Sally is doing tomorrow. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'm definitely going to have what she's having. <laughs> Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.